welcome to the LTC University podcast. My name is Jamie Preston. I'm your host, and I'm super excited today because we have my good friend, Greg Charlton. He's the VP of Strategic Growth for SC Home RX, and we're glad to have you, Greg. How are you? I'm doing well, Jamie. Thank you for having me. Absolutely, man. Yeah. So excited today. We're we're going to talk about something you're passionate about, and I think sometimes gets a little bit of a bad rap and that is sales i think people you know when they hear the word sales they they think of a used car salesman they think of somebody like that and that couldn't be further than from the truth because every single one of us need salespeople because we all buy stuff we literally Every single one of us, if we didn't have that, we couldn't buy things. And, and, you know, we there's things that we need. And, you know, companies and businesses have got to have sales. They've, they've got Correct. to generate sales. and it, They wouldn't be in <laughs> existence without it. But it's, right. it's one of those things that I think people, you know, they, they revert back to those things that they don't like about sales. And, and, and today we're going to talk about something I think is dear to your heart and that's customer centric selling. And that is not a sleazy thing. That is not a bad thing. It is a very good thing. And so Greg, before we jump into all that, kind of give, give our guests your background, kind of what you've done, where, where you've been, how you got into healthcare and, and whatever else you want to throw in there. Thank you, Jamie. Very diversified background. It all started in the United States Army. It started with uh, the Army paying for college and getting a criminal justice degree, as well as a minor in sociology. I love the sociology aspect of it because I'm a people person. That led me into law enforcement as a resident deputy, which led into pharmaceutical sales, which led into Michelin North America being a territory manager for the state of Louisiana. But it, it led into the healthcare because healthcare is what I did in the military. Sure. And I wanted to go back to that. Mm-hmm. And I think the greatest thing about all this is whether it's home health or a hospice that I work for, it was just a diversity of healthcare entities, which I feel makes somebody well-rounded because you understand the dynamics of what the expectation is by these different healthcare associations sure. or companies. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I, I think too, I think, you know, having that background in law enforcement, cause you're dealing with people all day and, Correct. You, and, and that's what it's all about. It's about people. It's about, you know, being able to connect with people, being able to understand psychology uh, of people and why people do what they do. And I think, and there's not, not a better job to be able to figure that out and learn, um, firsthand, you know, about people. And, and then obviously, you know, I think your background in the military, um, everybody I know that's a veteran and thank you for your, for your service. And, Thanks. you know, I think you, you learn a lot when you're in the military. My wife's a veteran uh, <laughs> as well. And you learn a lot, you learn a lot of what to do and what not to do. <laughs> so, well, and the key thing in the military is accountability yeah, and communication. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. That's great. Well, Greg, let, let's jump into our topic today. Let's talk about customer-centric selling. What, man, guide us. You know, what what is it all about? So customer-centric selling pretty much states the customer is the focal point. Mm-hmm. Customer-centric. So you're focusing on the customer. Yeah. The best thing you can do when it comes to sales 
and it's what you said earlier, you don't want to come across as a salesperson. Mm -hmm. You want to be an educator. You want to find out what are the customer's needs Mm -hmm. and what do we need to extract from that customer so we can provide the solution and be there for them. Right. Yeah. That's, that's, that's something I always go back to is, you know, people, everything that we buy, we buy a, you know, a solution to a problem. That's the only reason we buy anything and everything, you know, whether that be toothpaste, whether that be, you know, um, home health services or whatever it might be, we buy solutions to problems. That's it. Exactly. Yeah. That's great. So, so, so walk us step by step kind of, you know, you know, you really, you focus on the customer. Um, so one of my favorite marketing books is, um, uh, building a story brand and they talk about making the customer, the hero in the story, you know, and, you know, cause story is powerful. We're all addicted to story, but making the customer, the hero, not, you yourself the hero but making the customer the hero what do you think about that greg you know that leads into what this really is and that is it's a two-platform it's sales methodology Mm -hmm. and sales process yeah so the methodology is when you're talking to a customer especially in the healthcare industry you always want to find out you know a specific patient that has a specific issue Mm-hmm. That's causing them a specific problem. Sure. That's the, that's the methodology. Mm-hmm. The so process. Say, say that again. Say, give, I think, I think we need to hear that again. Let's get that in our head. Go, go say that again. So it's a two-step process when it comes to customer centric selling. There's a sales methodology mm-hmm. and there's a sales process. Yep. The methodology is when you extract the most pertinent information from the customer mm-hmm. by knowing that there is a specific patient with a specific issue causing them a specific problem. Yeah. So when we're talking about case managers, social workers, a doctor's office, you know, or you're talking to an assisted living or skilled nursing facility, it's everybody that we touch. Mm -hmm. They all have a specific patient with a specific issue causing them a specific problem. That's the methodology. Yeah. That's the first focus. And then there's the sales process. Mm -hmm. That process is the big picture. Once you've extracted the three factors of the methodology, you're really going into the relating portion of it. You have to build a relationship with your customer. Mm -hmm. It's not about me. It's about them. And 80% of what all salespeople do great is relating, Mm -hmm. building the relationship. How's your daughter? How's your mom? How's... That's great. That is part of building relationship. But again, it's only done 80% of the time. Mm, yeah. 40 and, and 20%, which is 80% of the big picture, what they forget to do is to question and listen, position themselves, and then check and close. But mm. you close without making it strategically position yourself where you don't have to ask for the business. You've mm-hmm. earned the business. Yeah. Mm, I like that. Yeah. What does that look like? Earning the business. So when questioning and listening, for instance, I met a gentleman that used to work at one of the largest hospitals in this area. Mm-hmm. When we sat down and we talked, I knew this gentleman from the past, but I did not know his full history. 
And when he said that he was a vice president of, of this specific hospital, I wanted to learn more yeah. because that was learning more about what his challenges are and why did he open up a private care company? Did he leave the hospital because things weren't correct or was he just ready to make a change? Well, in this case, it was ready to make a change. Yeah. So when you're questioning and listening, it's literally what a lot of people do. You ask open and a question based on the conversation to build yourself into understanding and knowing their business now, what they did in the past, and what concerns and issues do they have right now. Yeah. What, what, give us an example of an open-ended question that somebody can ask as, as a salesperson. There's so many, but it's based on the conversation that you have. So with this gentleman, an open-ended question is, tell me with the position that you had at the hospital, the biggest challenge you had when it came to discharging patients back to the community. Hmm. That yeah. question is so open because his mind started turning. And when yeah. he talked about how much it cost, what the percent of return was, the 30 days is now going to be 60 days where they're penalized if a patient is returning back to the hospital mm -hmm. readmission. So it's those type of questions where you can develop and build your mindset so you can position yourself based on what you provide as a service and interject that to what he's currently doing and that he has clients. Yeah with this particular private care company. Yeah. Now when he's talking or she's talking, what are you doing, Greg? What, what are you doing while they're speaking? Well, a lot of it's in your mind because you know, your service, you mm -hmm. know what you provide, but I'm writing it down. Mm. You have to write it down because you have to show engagement and you showing that you care about what's being said. Mm. That's good. Cause if you do, Yes. If you don't do that and you're sitting there, then you're just trying to, you already know the end game. You want to beg for the business. Yeah. That's not what it's all about. Right. You want to earn the business, not beg for the business. <laughs> <laughs> but you'd be surprised. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm sure. Yeah. I think a lot of people, you know, I, I think that's, you know, yeah. It's called, it's called desperation. There's yeah. a lot of companies out there that there's an expectation in the healthcare industry on a number. Mm. But when you put a number before you do the patient, you're missing the strategic goal and that is patient care. Yeah. Well, I think too, people don't want to buy from somebody who's desperate. Thank I, you. I, I just, I mean, you know, that person, you know, you, you don't want to buy out of pity. You know, you want to buy, you know, because, man, that person's got something that's going to solve a problem that I have. That is correct. Yeah. So when you position yourself, you've asked enough questions and you basically took the shovel out. You dig a little bit deeper. Mm -hmm. What patient, a specific patient has a specific issue that's causing you a problem. So when it came to this private care company, it was more about the client because that's what they call them because they're yeah. not clinical. And when he said it's transportation, he said that the majority of them are somewhat healthy, but they cannot make it to their doctor's office. Yeah. So what's happening is patients winding back at the hospital or going back to the hospital and they can't see the client anymore. So it's, it's a loss for them. Mm -hmm. It's a loss for the hospital and anybody that was part of that patient's care. And yeah. that's called money. Right. Yeah. So that aspect of it is that is the business side of it. Mm -hmm. So so the whole time you're listening, you listening, you're listening for the problems that your business can solve. That is correct. Yeah. And so and once you have them all written down and mm -hmm. you formulated a plan, that's the positioning part. Again, question, listen, 
position, check and close. Yeah. So my position was, we can help you with that. Right. Yeah. Based on what we just discussed, whether it's transportation, the fact you do have quite a few readmissions, mm-hmm. the fact that they're not getting their medication on time, and it, it's just causing them problems because they get to the home and the patients, or excuse me, their client is not even home. Yeah. So again, that's money. So positioning is everything that we do and the great things that South Carolina House Calls provides. Mm-hmm. I communicate that. I have a solution for you. Right. I want to get your feedback. And then you can talk about, you know, we don't do transportation, but the goal is to really go into the home and focus on that specific client of yours. And then I talk about our model mm-hmm. and what that looks like sure. and how we can be that solution and when you provide the solution and then you come back and literally check based on what we just said, what we talked about and the solution that I, we can provide for you and your clients, I'm sure you can think of at least 10 that would qualify for this type of service. Mm-hmm. Do you agree? Yeah. You will get a yes because you provided the solution. Yeah. So you're checking and you're closing, but it's not a hard close, but it is a close where the yes is a yes. Mm-hmm. And then we talk about the next step. Right. Let's go ahead and get them signed up. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's, that's so good. Yeah. I think, I think we, I think a lot of people struggle with asking though and, and actually making the ask, you know, cause I think what's the key indicator to go ahead and make that ask? What, what are you what are you looking for? What are you trying to hear? Because, because at some point, if you unless you hear enough and get the, you know, I, I think a lot of times we don't ask enough questions, we don't get enough information. What do you, what is the trigger for you to to make that ask? By providing the solutions for the problems that they're current that are currently existing. Mm-hmm. So that solution is based on everything that you heard is causing them a problem and you're feeding them and providing them with the solutions Mm -hmm. that will help their clients, that will help their business, that will prevent them from going to the hospital. You've already developed the yes, because when you provide a solution and it's everything that they know would be a true benefit for their business and for their client or patient, Mm -hmm. then it's not like you have to ask for it, but you're literally are just based on the conversation we had and the solutions that we've provided. Yeah. Do you feel that? Yes. Because if you leave it open for them to make that decision and try to ask for the business, can, can we go ahead and see that patient tomorrow? Right. That's where they come in and they can say no, Mm -hmm. because you you have to provide the solution first. Right. So, so how do you overcome skeptics? You know, I, I know for myself, a lot of times, I can become a little skeptical, especially if somebody's trying to sell me on something, you know, on a problem that I'm trying to solve. You know, how do you overcome skeptics? By asking more detailed questions. Mm. So if they if they go to a specific client that they had issues with before, they had another doctor's office that did certain things, you have to find out more about that skepticism mm-hmm. or that reasoning for not wanting to move forward. Mm-hmm. And when you start asking more questions based on that, you're really going back to questioning and listening, Yeah, which is very important because you want to extract what happened, what changed, what didn't happen, 
and then you can go ahead and write back into the solution for that particular instance and what we could have done if we were there to assist. Mm, yeah. So you, you know, you can't always, you know, you, you got to continue to go back to those questions. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And realize, you know, I think realizing when you need to go back to those questions, you know, and ask more, um, it sounds like too, you know, you, you need to prove to that person you're an expert, you know, what your, your services that you provide, you're an export expert in that, you know, how do you convince them, you know, of that? How do you, how do you get over that hurdle, Greg, of showing that you're the expert? By speaking their language mm. prior to making the visit, who are they? What do they do? What specific issues or problems are they currently having? And you can gain that knowledge just by doing your research prior to making that visit. Yeah. So when you come prepared and you can speak that language, you understand what does home health do? Mm -hmm. What challenges do they have? Yeah. What does private care do? What are the challenges for the case managers, whether it's a social worker and RN at the hospital? Mm -hmm. They all have problems. What solution can we provide? Yeah. So just know the language, speak the language right. so you can speak intelligently and then provide the solution. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I think, you know, knowing that research because every industry, every business has its own language. I'll never forget the first time when I got into healthcare. Um, I worked for a hospice company. And it was an entirely different language. And, and it took some time to be able to speak intelligently about those things and the services yes. and, and everything. Yeah. Um, so I, I think you really do have to do that research and figure out and understand, you know, if you're talking to an assisted living administrator, you got to understand their language. You know, you've got to. And their chat. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Their challenges that because yeah. assisted and skilled, the world is changing. Healthcare mm -hmm. is changing. And COVID. Yeah. Unbelievable what it did during that time. Sure. But knowing what changed them, what changed the dynamics of what transpired during that and being able to come in there and talk intelligently about. I understand what you went through with COVID. Mm -hmm. I understand the challenge that you had, but now I see there's an uptick as far as what's happening and we want to be an instrumental part of that. We can be the solution provider for your residents or patients that you're currently right. seeing and allow us to be part of that plan. Yeah. Yeah. You, you've got to be able to speak intelligently about that because you've got to show them that you understand what they need. But how do you, uh, you know, I think something I, I've read before, too, is you have to be able to speak with authority, you know, but you also have to be able to speak with empathy. Talk about that, Greg. You know, how do you connect the two to be able to speak with authority, but also speak with empathy? I could use an example at an assisted living facility where authority comes when you're knowledgeable about everything that's happening, whether it's mm -hmm. what we do as a business, but what they do as a business. Sure. The authority is not taking control of the conversation, but making them feel like they're in control mm -hmm. because they need that. If they're in control of the conversation, they're going to relate to you as much as you're going to relate to them. Yeah. And that's when you can really take it down to where the empathy lies. Mm -hmm. And that's, in their heart, they care about their residents. They care about their patients. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now we're now we're digging deeper into what really is passionate to them, and when you extract that, not only do you not have to ask for the business, 
but you're coming in there with a solution and providing them with the solution for each and every challenge that they're Mm -hmm. currently having. Yeah, absolutely. I think too, I think you you brought up COVID, you know, thinking about assisted living and skilled, you know, administrators and people that work in those settings, man, they have been through the ringer, you know, in the last several years. Unbelievable. Unbelievable stresses. I mean, administrators have resigned and, and left the industry by, you know, streams, you know, because they, they, you know, it's such a, it's all, it was already a difficult job. It was already challenging, but then COVID just exponentially made it more challenging. So empathy is huge. I think, you know, having the authority, understanding their industry, understanding their language, understanding what problems they need solved and being able to speak with authority to that but then also being able to understand and empathetically relate to them. I think, man, I think, man, who's not going to want to work with that person? Exactly, Jamie. Very well put. Yeah, that's so good. Um, Greg, somebody who's a new, newer person that's a, an account rep or, you know, you know, that's, that's really, you know, kind of getting started. They're a little bit green. That's okay. You, everybody starts somewhere. You have to be able to do that. What would you recommend to them? You know, um, anything that, that you would recommend starting with? The most important thing. Oh no, you're right, Jamie. This is a very good question because you have to understand and know what you do before you can go out there and know what they do. Because if you don't understand what you do and what solutions you can provide, the service that you provide, but there's so many different layers of what you provide. So when you're questioning and listening, you're automatically already strategically putting things together as far as based on what I just heard. Here's what we're going to do for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think just, man, being inquisitive, I think for, for those newer people, be inquisitive you know, never stop asking questions. Just right. You know, know your business mm-hmm. and understand your business so you can speak intelligent about yeah, what you do. Exactly. And then research. Yeah. Know exactly how oh, you the, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Do tons of research, I think, is is really important. You know, what what about uh, you know, maybe people that have been in this industry for a long time, but they're struggling, you know, w- with finding and making those sales. What are what are some things that they can do? The most important thing is reinvent yourself. Mm. Stop doing what you're doing. Take a step back. I call it taking a deep breath and refocusing and taking ownership. And then realizing that there's a level of complacency that all salespeople develop. Mm. When you take the step back and you start focusing on, let me try something different. Yeah. Let me, let me work with somebody. Let's do a ride along. Let's do a sales blitz. Let's, let's focus on not just going in and handing a brochure and just saying, I'll see you next week. I'm going to bring you something to drink. The complacency level after the third year of sales is high. Yeah. Uh, that's when, when burnout comes in. Mm-hmm. But when you reinvent yourself and start realizing I'm doing more, but obtaining less, let me do less, but obtain more. Mm-hmm. You're refocusing yourself where you understand that it's not about me. Yeah. It's about, it's about them. Right. Yeah. That's so good. I, I'll never forget when I first started working for a, a hospice in Charleston, 
and I, I began and I had to shadow every discipline within the, in the hospice office and, you know, somebody from each discipline. And I remember going out with a, um, a person who was, uh, was, was called a marketer and, and they were, their job was to go out and, you know, get people to give them referrals and, and, you know, people that needed hospice services and, and to, you know, whether that would be assisted livings or doctor's offices or, or, you know, skilled facilities and so on. And I'll never forget going out with that person. And what yeah. stood out yeah. to me is we literally just passed out pens all day. We didn't help anybody, you know, like we could have. And I think that complacency, I think, is what can get in, you know, and I think we all can get there, whatever job we're in, you know, we can get complacent sometimes. And and I think that reinventing yourself and, and, and challenging yourself, refocusing, I think that is such good advice, Greg, especially for people that have been in, in you know, a certain industry for a long time. I think you have to continually do that. If you don't, you're going to get stagnant, you're going to get stale. And I think... That's just such good advice. Greg, thanks so much for being on the podcast. This is this has been excellent. Oh, thank you again, Jamie. I always enjoy talking about something that we not only love, but we're compassionate about. So thank you for the invitation. Yeah. Tell people about, give give people a little more information on uh, SC HomeRx and, and what you guys are doing. Well, I'm, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up, Jamie, because it is a service provided by South Carolina and Georgia House Calls. And Literally, when I'm questioning and listening, and I'm you're realizing that 50% of what's happening is all based on medication mm-hmm. and not taking medication properly or not getting the medication on time. Sure. Somebody can't pick it up. It's not being delivered properly. Mm-hmm. Our pharmacy, SC Home Rx, has that capability. If you're a patient of ours, you can definitely take advantage of our pharmacy. Yeah, We can do the pre-filled packaging for the medication. Some call it blister packs. But we can provide the multi-dose, the single dose, or they can continue with the bottles. But having that extra layer, having pharmacy consults, this is not like standing at the window at the pharmacy, at the Mm -hmm. counter, but it literally is somebody, a pharmacist talking to you and learning more about what challenge are you having? Is this the right medication? Mm -hmm. What do we need to discontinue? And you would be surprised when you talk about comprehensive medication management and the different layers that South Carolina Georgia House Calls has put in place. It's a true value-based, customer-centric. When I say customer-centric, it's focusing on the patient this time. Yeah. That you're providing not only the medication, but the nurse practitioner, the RN, social work is involved, psych is involved with through all through telehealth. But we have that value-based model in place and a care team that when everybody's collaborating and communicating, that patient's not going back to the hospital. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, it's, what a great service that, that is. Absolutely. Awesome, Greg. Well, thanks so much again. We appreciate you being on the podcast. You know, if you if you you know want to become a better salesperson, get with Greg. If you want to become a you know a, you know get that experience, get that you know learn those skills. I think it's something that we can all really benefit from. And uh, Greg, thanks for sharing this wealth of knowledge. Jamie, thank you. I really appreciate it. Thanks. Thanks for listening. And if you could leave us a five-star review, we would really appreciate it. Visit our podcast website at ltcuniversitypodcast.com. You can also subscribe to one of our other podcasts in our podcast network, The Disrupted Podcast with Scott Middleton, Experiencing Healthcare with Matt Staub, 
of the Thriving Practitioner Podcast. Thanks again for listening, and we'll be back next week with a new episode. Have a great week.